welcome to Stat Stuffers. As always, I'm your host, Ramiz. I'm joined by Dylan. How's it going, Ramiz? It's going well. It has been a little while. One month and five days or something. Uh, as of time of recording. As of my last episode as well. well yeah, it's been even longer for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, but if you're watching on YouTube or Instagram or whatever, you can maybe tell why that's the case. We've moved. We don't live in the same place that we did before. We're sitting on our couch, which is quite nice. Yeah. Um, and yeah, for our first episode back... We're here for a study. How to be an NBA All-Star 2022. Um, as of when this is being released, I think All-Star Reserves are being announced tomorrow? Tomorrow, yeah. Or today? Or like late today or early tomorrow? I, I think, think it'll be tomorrow morning if it's US time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah potentially. Um, so yeah, we're <laughs> going, getting there a bit late on this one. But yeah, I'm going to go through um, all of our players. A bunch of... Guys, not necessarily just borderline guys, I'm going to be going through everyone who could be an All-Star and telling you whether or not they deserve to be an All-Star based on our past data. Okay. And take it a step further, whether they deserve to be a starter or a reserve. Right. Um, which I did not do last year. So if you listen to last year's study, basically what I did was I gathered uh, the stats of every All-Star from 2017 onwards, um, sorted them by conference, starter, reserve, and then also like injury replacements and like really big snubs and just gathered all of the data for all those guys and essentially came up with like a lot of averages and a lot of trends that indicate how a guy becomes an all-star. Do you remember much of last year's study? Um, I don't remember much of the specifics, but I do remember sort of, yeah, the general strokes of it. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to take you through what each kind of all, what an all-star looks like as starters and reserves and things like that. Uh, there are just some distinctions between East and West, which I will get to when we get to our case study. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go through the top one to three players on every single team right. um, and look at them as kind of case studies to kind of explain how the data, to explain whether or not they should be All-Stars using the data. Um, so I'll make some of the distinctions between East and West um, then. But for now, the general profile we have is All-Star starters in general have somewhere between 0.8 and one other All-Star on their team. Um, reserves have about 0.6 other All-Stars on their team on average. Okay. Starters have a win percentage in the mid-60s, mid so 64, 65% on average, while reserves have a win percentage in the low 60s, 60 to 62% is generally where they sit. Yeah, okay. And they've all played at least 75% of their games. If they haven't played 75% of their games, it's rare um, to get an All-Star. It's not impossible, it does happen, but it's not super-duper common. Right. Um, starting backcourts, Average 27.8 points, 5.3 rebounds, 6.6 assists, 1.4 steals, and 0.4 blocks. Starting front courts average 26.6 points, 9.3 rebounds, 5.2 assists, 1.3 steals, 1.2 blocks. Reserve back courts average 22.7 points, 5.7 rebounds, 6.8 assists, 1.3 steals, and 0.5 blocks. And then reserve front courts average around 20.4 points, 9.2 rebounds, 3.9 assists, 1 steal, and 1 block. Injury replacements and like really like big snubs tend to have very similar numbers to the reserves. The only distinction is reserve front courts average about 1.5 more points than uh, an injury replacement or a snub front court. Right. They average about 18.6 compared to about 20.4. Okay. Um, but the big difference between um, actually making the All-Star game and not making the All-Star game is win percentage a lot of the time. Um, the main difference is uh, that reserves and... So, the difference between reserves and snubs is a 60 win percentage to about a 50 win percentage. Right. So, snubs tend to be in the 45 to 50% win range. If they were up in the 60 to 65% range, then they're probably more likely to be all-stars. 
Even the 60 win percentage um, for the reserves is sort of surprising to me. That it's, it's that high, high, yeah. Yeah, that's higher than I would think for, you know, sort of guys generally reserves, are, in my mind, are people from bad teams who put up big stats a lot of the time. But 60% is quite high. Yeah, I mean, I think we need to bear in mind that a lot of reserves do tend to come from these really good teams. And this data is yeah. only the last four years. This data is only 2017 to 2020. Right. So we've had a few teams that have had multiple all-stars yeah, in yeah. there, particularly the Warriors have been a big one, the Jazz have been a big one. Yep. So, like, really, really high win percentages across those teams have probably brought the average up a little bit. Yeah, the Bucks um, as well. Yeah, the Bucks as well, because, yep. yeah, they usually, most of those teams generally have one or two starters, Steph, KD, or um, Giannis. Yep. Um, and then their other guys are pretty much always reserves, and they're towards the end of the reserve. So, Clay Thompson's, a, you know, generally a middling reserve, and then Draymond Green maybe gets thrown in yep. at the end there from time to time. Um, but now, yeah, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go through the top one to three players from all from all 30 teams and tell you whether or not they should be all-stars, whether they should be starters or reserves, if they deserve it. And yeah, we're, we're just going to cover it. Let's get into it. Let's go. This is a bit big case study, big deep dive. Yes, yes. Um, and we already know the starters. Yes, for but this year's I'm still going to go through right. them and we're, tell you whether or not they deserved yeah, it. Yeah. Yes. What well, was one in particular? Yeah. Um, so let's start in the East, and I'm just going to go via seeding as of when... I wrote this, which was last night, as of when we were recording this. So, DeMar is actually an easy one. Um, an average starting Eastern Conference backcourt player averages around 25 points, 4.5 rebounds, and 5 assists, and have a total of about 58 win percentage. DeRozan matches or exceeds all of those numbers. He averages about 27, 5, and 5. Yeah. Um, he has like a 63 win percentage. His steals are a touch low, but that's not really a big deal. No. So, yes, De- DeMar DeRozan deserves to be a starting Eastern Conference backcourt player. Not a controversial topic no. after the season he's having, which is just spectacular. Yeah. Uh, Levine's a little bit harder here because his numbers are almost good enough to be a starter and he's well within all the right ranges in terms of numbers, averaging about 25, 5, and 4. But there's just no real precedent of it, of right. two guards from the same team both being starters. Um, so Levine is 100% an all-star lock, no question. Yep. Um, and he would be a strong candidate for a starter if he weren't behind DeMarco Rosen. I think a lot of people had him on their ballot to be starters. Yeah. Um, I didn't. Did you vote at all for All Star? I I think I retweeted one Jokic one, and that's it. Nice, doing your part. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't do anything. Um, I have struggled to keep up with the league the last couple of weeks. I'll be honest. But, mm. I mean, we um, haven't had into the last couple of weeks. Yeah, that's yeah. part of the reason we haven't been here. That's another big one. Um, but yeah, no, Levine is definitely someone that is a lock for reserves. You're right. Um, but yeah, definitely contending for that starting yep. guard. When was the last time we had two <laughs> starting guards from the same team? Did uh, Stephen Clay do it one year? Uh, not within my data, but maybe... I don't know if Clay ever has started. Has he started? I'm not sure. Maybe he hasn't, yeah. Because I'm pretty sure the starter... Because Harden's always Going back has always been Steph Harden. Harden, And then before Harden, there wasn't really any... Like, Clay wasn't up there yet at that point. No, you're right. All right. uh, Number two in the East is the Heat, as of when I recorded this. Let's go. Or as of when I wrote this. There's a lot of teams really jostling around. I'm sure this is the wrong order by now already. I think it is, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All right. uh, Jimmy Butler... Does not deserve a starting spot. Okay. An Eastern Conference front court player averages around 26, 10, and 5. Jimmy's pointing up around 22, 6, and 6, uh, which would be good enough for a reserve front court for a reserve front court spot, um, who average about 27 and 4, but he just falls too short on games played. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and honestly, even too far short to really even be an injury replacement kind of guy. He's only played 32 games, and most snubs play. A decent amount more than that. He's he's not super duper far off, like four or five more games, and then yeah, he's maybe enough. It's right. maybe enough to get into the reserves. 
Uh, but yeah, no, not with those games played. I don't think he is there, and I don't think he's one of the top injury replacements either. Right. Are we into sort of 60-game territory now? Uh, we're around 50. 50, okay. Like high 40s. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think around like 47, 48, I think is what most most game, most teams have played. Right. Well, this seems like a... This will be a persistent problem for the Heat's top guys. Yes. In terms of all stuff. Um, but Tyler Hero, actually, yeah. warrants a bit of consideration. His scoring rebounds and assists are all fairly close to being a backcourt player, and he does have the win percentage. Yep. But he's just a touch shy, just on everything. He's yeah. not... If he had... Any, if his scoring rebounds or assists were all above, if any of them were above average, maybe, like yeah. definitely a maybe. Right. He's just a little bit short on all of them. Not not that far, like two, three more points a game. And then, yeah, I think he's an injury replacement kind of guy. But yeah. yeah. Um, Is he sort of, he's hovering around 20 at the moment. Yeah, he's he has about 20 uh, rebounds. I think he's like, I think he's like 24 and four or something yeah. like that in that range. Yeah, coming off the bench too, which is... Spectacular. Mm, yeah. But yeah, just a little bit shy. I haven't really looked at started, game started versus right. uh, bench games in the past. Maybe that's something to add next year, but I'm not entirely sure yep. if that's necessary because Tyler Hero is probably the only bench candidate we actually have here. I'd say so. Um, and then third for the Heat is Bam. Um, he's mm. a bit shy in terms of scoring and passing, but his rebounds, winning, and steals are all good enough. Yep. But again, it's games played. Yeah. Um, it's the big thing for a lot of Heat players who we've struggled to keep a lineup out there the whole season so far. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm sure if Larry played more games, he'd be in consideration, not through your stats mm. sort of thing. They, they've probably gone down, but in terms of just his on-court presence, yeah. he'd probably be in consideration as well. Yeah, but... Um, so, if they had all played enough games, Jimmy's an absolute lock, no question. Yep. Bam is still a little bit borderline, yeah. but I think he would maybe make it. He'd definitely be one of the top injury uh, injury reserves. Yep. Uh, but, yeah, they just haven't played enough games. No, unfortunately. Yeah. All right, uh, next up is the Sixers. Embiid is absolutely no question. Uh, 26, 10, 5, and 5 are what a starting front court player in the East needs. Embiid is putting up 29, 11, 4, 1, and 1 with a more than good <coughs> winning percentage. Having no a question. ridiculous season, especially the last stretch. Yeah. Sort of through the start of the year has been unreal. Mm. Rattled off like 12 straight 30-point games or something like that. More points than minutes played. Yeah, that's absurd. <laughs> that's actually nuts. <laughs> yeah. Um, but... Twice Harris is actually interesting. Really? He's averaging 19, 7, and 4, which is not far off from an Eastern Reserve spot. Yep. Um, his winning percentage is also good enough, and we do have a little bit of precedent here of a player making it with slightly below average numbers um, with a strong winning percentage and having another all-star on his team who's already a starter. Yeah. Kevin Love in 2018. Um, he averaged about 18 points, 9 boards, and 2 assists. Arguably worse numbers than what Twice Harris is putting up <laughs> this year, and that Cavs team had a worse winning yep. record than this Sixers team. I should say, by the way, all of these numbers are as of the All-Star break, including all of our past All-Stars and all their winning positions and stuff like that. That is as of the All-Star break yep. in that year. Um, so last year's numbers actually did drag it down a little bit in terms of like games played, just because last right. year was a bit shorter and right. the All-Star break was a little bit earlier, but not too big. It, it didn't have a huge impact. Yep. Um, so based on that, yes, for twice Harris. Yes. Yeah. I wonder I if that'll come across in the actual reserves. I doubt it, but I think he's... <laughs> An injury replacement candidate. Yeah. I think he's someone people will definitely look at as an injury replacement. Um, I will say I'm maybe slightly biased because he was my pick for a first-time All-Star this year, but nice. <laughs> um, I would say yes. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's definitely one of the <coughs> injury replacement guys. Yeah. I think he's definitely up there for, if not like a fringe reserve, then definitely an injury replacement. Yeah. Yeah. All right. The Cavs. 
Um, Garland's assists, steals, and winning percentage are all good enough. And while he may be a touch low in points and rebounds, 61 winning percentage. He's good. Yeah. Yep. I think he's more than good. I think he's in. I think he's an absolute lock, sort of almost with Levine in terms of lockiness as a reserve, in my eyes anyway. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, as for Jared Allen, though, um, that same Kevin Love stat line from Tobias Harris is good enough to recommend him as an all-star. But kind of unlike Tobias Harris, Allen's not there in scoring or assists like, at all. Is is he in that um, reserve injury reserve backcourt type of lane in terms of you said that the scoring was down for those guys? Uh, yes. Sorry, front court. Yeah. Perfect. Yes, <coughs> that's exactly what I was going to. Yep. So, yes, uh, his numbers actually match really, really, really well with injury replacement yeah. um, front court Eastern Conference guys. Um, so, he's averaging about... 16, 11, 2, 1, and 1. That num- those numbers are 18, 9, 4, 1, and 1. So he's very much just in there with those injury replacements and right. reserves. Um, so, yeah, I mean, <laughs> good job spotting that. Good job even yeah, thinking of that. Well, my mind sort of, when you talked about the front, uh, yeah, front court injury replacements, my mind sort of went to DeAndre Jordan type players mm. in terms of bigs that make it. And mm-hmm. yeah, Jared Allen sort of fits that mold in my mind. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and that is where a lot of traditional bigs end up going. A right. lot of traditional bigs don't end up getting reserve spots. Rudy Gobert is kind of the only one in yeah. recent years. Uh, like that isn't like, you know, obviously Embiid, Kat, Jokic, they're not so much traditional bigs. Right. These are very, very traditional bigs. They don't quite get it. Yeah. Um, so Allen is very much more in that injury replacement reserve kind of range. So I would say of the two, Garland deserves it more, but yep. Allen is still there. Oh, yeah, Garland definitely deserves it. Mm-hmm. Does Mobley have any consideration? I don't know what he's no. actually averaging. No, he's putting up about 15 and 7. So okay. I didn't I didn't really look yeah, at him. Yeah. I didn't consider him much of a candidate. But yep. he's not super far off from those injury replacements again, but a little right. bit shy there. No. Um, now, for the Bucks, Giannis makes it. No problem, no question. I think we can shoot that in. Yeah, but at this winning percentage, it's not uncommon to have two All-Stars. Um, though, it's not a lock either. Um, so I'm not saying... No. The Bucks definitely get two. They don't get three. I'll tell you that much. They yeah. will not get three. It's debatable whether they'll get two. Of the two of Middleton Holiday, Drew's scoring is just a touch too low. Right. What's so, he averaging? I should have written that down, shouldn't yeah, I? Yeah, I haven't checked in on the Bucks big three, <laughs> apart from Giannis much this year. How many get is Middleton's games gonna play a factor here? He missed a large chunk to start the season, didn't I he? I think he was Fine. I think he's played about 75% or okay. above. Or okay. in that range. Right. Um, reserve back courts average around 23. I think that's a little bit lower for the East. So I think Drew's scoring is around like 17 yeah. or 16 in that range. Um, so Middleton's not a lock either. His scoring is still a little bit low. He's averaging about 19 and a bit. And his rebounds are a touch low as well. So I would say... Kind like he is there with Tobias Harris right. in that exact same range, like yeah. same win, similar winning percentage, very very similar numbers. So if Tobias Harris deserves it, I'd say Middleton deserves it. But if you're asking me to pick whether one of them will make it, I would say probably neither of them. Okay, right. Um, now the Nets, KD deserves it. He yes. deserves his starting spot, no question. Kyrie hasn't played enough games, again, no question there. Yeah. Um, you tell me, where do you think Harden goes? I think. Uh, I think he'd have starting type numbers, wouldn't he? He would. Yeah. Um, so Harden deserves that. His, uh, his rebounds and assists are so well above average that he actually is starting quality numbers. Yep. Um, the scoring is a touch low for that, though. He's which is 23. Weird. Yeah, yeah, which is weird for Harden. Um, but the Nets do deserve uh, two starters. The When it comes to two starters, the record doesn't matter quite as much. It, okay. is, it is there, but it's yeah. not quite as important. Um, but yeah, so Harden... 
won't be a starter because there aren't enough starting spots for him because right. we've already put Levine in there and we've already put... Oh, we haven't put anyone else in there yet. We'll get, like, we'll get there. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he's, he's in there. He's maybe deserving of a starting spot, but he's definitely a lock for the reserves. No questions there. Yeah. Did KD get an actual starting spot this year? Yes. Yeah, and they'll just injury replace him, I'm pretty sure. Yes. Yep. Yes. I think they'll... D- actually, I think this is exactly what happened last year as well because right. he didn't play last year and then Tatum took his spot. Right, okay. Yeah. Um, and then it, it, that also messed with their all-star draft because he got the last two guys. He got Tatum and Beal, who were the two guys oh. that weren't selected. Okay, there you go. Um, now, the Hornets. Uh, Miles Bridges would be deserving a spot if their wins were a little bit higher. Wow, so, Miles Bridges. on average, Eastern Reserve front court player has about a 62 win percentage. The Hornets have about a 55% uh, win percentage. If Bridges' assists were higher and he was exceeding in some kind of category like points he would be a legitimate pick even with their current win percentage. Yeah. Um, but yeah, because they're a little bit below um, where they should be in winning, he's not necessarily a candidate there. Yeah, um, he's having an unreal season. <clears throat> he sort of showed that the start of the season wasn't a fluke. And he, you know, he hasn't stri- continued to put up 30 pieces every night, but it's still been very solid. Is he averaging like a bit over 20? At the yeah, moment? around 20, yeah. Yeah. Um, Lamelo's scoring is a touch low, but his rebounds and assists make up for it to the point that Lamelo, yeah, is in for me. I would say as a reserve, as a reserve, yes, yeah. as a reserve, he is in there. Um, yeah, so at his winning percentage, um, uh, you you will see one all star from a team a lot of the time, but they usually need to be exceeding in one or two categories, which Miles right. Bridges isn't doing, but Lamelo is. Yeah. So yes, I would say Lamelo. Of the two, deserves it. And I think the Hornets do get an all-star and do deserve an all-star. I'd say so as well. Yeah. All right. So, the Raptors. Uh, Fred Van Vliet's numbers are kind of exactly what they need to be. Right. Like, an Eastern Conference reserve guard needs to put up about 21 points, five and a half rebounds, seven assists, 1.4 steals, and 0.5 blocks. Um, his rebounds are, like, slightly lower. They're in the six range. But everything else is exactly there. Yeah. So, Fred Van Vliet? Yep. Probably an all-star, yeah. Yeah. He's in there for me. Yep. Um, Siakam is actually in the exact same position though. Really? Yeah, his numbers are pretty much perfect as well. Yep. But at the winning percentage, only one All-Star can make it from the Raptors. There's no way they get two. Um, what gives Fred Van Vliet the edge though is games played. I was going to say, there's no way Siakam's played enough games. Yeah, no. Siakam has maybe played <laughs> enough games. Maybe. Has he? Um, he's played, I think, 36 Oh, okay, right. Yeah, and you're uh, saying Jimmy needed a couple more. Yeah, so he has maybe played enough, but that's if Fred Vimpley isn't there. And with his current games played, probably needs a little bit more in terms of scoring. Probably his stats need to be a little bit higher or a higher winning percentage yeah. um, to make up for the lack of games played. But yeah, so Siakam, not in. Not far off, though. Um, the Celtics, same as the Raptors. Um, right. Tatum and Brown both have good enough numbers. Neither is quite good enough to start, though neither are super far off either. Right. Um, but with their winning percentage, only one can make it this year, and that's Tatum. Um, he has clearly better numbers. He's, lo- he's also played 10 more games than Brown. I guess that sort of seals it then. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah no, I don't think they're good enough for two no. um, with their winning percentage. So yeah, it's Tatum, not Brown. Yeah. Which is funny because Brown got the actual selection last year. Yeah. Which is nuts. Um, now, the Hawks. The Hawks do have a losing record, but just the sheer numbers yeah. says that Trey Young deserves a spot. Where do you think, though? I mean, his numbers are insane. I think everything's in his favor except the winning percentage, so I'm going to say starter. 
started. Yeah. Yep. And we have some precedent here. Damian Lillard and Zach Levine. Um, right. Zach Levine last year, Damian Lillard, I think three years ago. Yep. Um, similar winning percentages, even yeah, also kind of losing records or like barely winning records. Crazy numbers they got in. Yeah. Um, Damian Lillard. And obviously, neither of them were starters there, but Trey's um, stats exceed both of theirs as well. So I would right. say, yes, uh, Trey is also deserving of, of a starting spot. So we do have um, three guards for a starting spot. Um, we have Trey, Harden, and uh, DeRozan. Yep. So, you know, it's kind of take your pick right. of, of those. So DeRozan's all the lock, and then Trey and Harden take your pick. Yeah. Um, now, the Knicks. Uh, Randall would be good for a reserve spot if they had a winning record. Right. Um, but his numbers don't jump off the page enough to justify it. Um, What's he averaging this year? He's sort of regressed from last year's brilliance a bit, hasn't he? I think, again, it's around like 21 or so. Okay, yep. Um, like 21 and 10, I want to say, or 21 and 9, and like three or four assists. He's like, he's pretty much on there. He's pretty much average um, when it comes to the numbers he needs, but he just doesn't have the wins. Yeah. Um, now, the Wizards. Uh, Beal would be there if his team won a few more games. Right. Um, his winning percentage isn't completely atrocious, and he would be a great injury replacement given his numbers, but yeah, no, they need so like four or five more wins, and he's, he's maybe a, there. Has he missed a fair few games this year as well? He's missed a bit of time as well, yeah. Right, yeah. So he would be there if they won a few more games. He is not having the best year. I think he's also only averaging about 22, 23 points. Yeah, his scoring's way down. Um, I mean, which is still good, but like right. down from 32 <laughs> last year. Yeah. Um, I did also, I didn't look at Kuz because his numbers just aren't there, but I wanted to a little bit. Yeah, it's it's been great watching Kuz yeah. flourish in, in DC. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, the Pacers now. Uh, Sabonis would be there if they were around 500. Yeah. Uh, pretty simple there. And Brogdon would get some consideration, but unless mm. they were one of the top teams, he wouldn't be there. Like yeah. even without um, Sabonis, they would need to be like 65 win percentage for right. Uh, Brogdon to actually get in with his numbers. He's not like super below average, but he's a little bit below average as to where uh, Sabonis is the pick if they were winning. But no, there is no pick here. There is no pick here. Wow. Would you ever? So we haven't had a pick for the last three teams. I mean, we are down at the bottom of the standings here. That is true. Um, To the (laughs) fact, to the point that I'm actually combining the next two teams, the Pistons and Magic. No. No. (laughs) No. Um, Even if. Either team was good. Jeremy Grant and Cole Anthony would be the two candidates for it. I was going to say. Um, but Jeremy Grant just hasn't played enough games and Cole Anthony's numbers just aren't good enough. Right. Um, I, even I, if they were like decently, even if they had like 60 win percentages, there may be reserves. Like, sorry, there may be injury replacements, but even then. Yeah, no, I couldn't even comprehend who would be the Magic's all-star yeah, pick right Yeah, it would now. be Cole Anthony. Um, yeah. Yeah, shout out Cole Anthony. <laughs> All right. Um, well, that's the East. We will go through the final picks at the end. Right. Um, but yeah, let's move on to the West now. Um, now, starting with the Suns. At an 81 win percentage, the Suns deserve a minimum of two All-Stars. So, Book, CP3, no question. Yep. Um, neither one comes close to being starter quality. Book um, has kind of the exact numbers for reserve. CP3 scoring is very, very low. Right. But he's made it in the past with low scoring numbers. And if you look at guys like... Um, Gobert, who have similarly low scoring numbers, but also exceed in a category such as rebounding, mm. um, that makes CP3 a lock. There is precedent. He mostly set by CP3 himself. But yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, at this kind of winning percentage, it isn't crazy to have three or even four All-Stars, and Aiton would warrant consideration if you played enough games. Right. Um, I still don't think he wouldn't... I, I still don't think he would make it, even if he had played enough games, just because there's no precedent of three All-Stars all being reserves from the same team. That would be kind of crazy. Without injury replacements. The yeah. Hawks did it. 
um, right. in that year where they had four, but yeah. two of them were injury replacements, I believe. I believe Corver and Teague were both injury replacements. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we don't have any precedent for it, so I would say no, even if you had played enough games, but he's not far off. All right, uh, the Warriors. Where do you think Steph is? The starter? Technically, no. Technically, no. What's his scoring sitting at? Um, Still like 26, but yeah. the reason he's not a starter is because he, Luke and Harden have set such a high standard that literally <laughs> no one is a starter in the really? entire league. No one can meet, their, uh, wow. meet the numbers. Um, so, Western Conference backcourts have averaged 36 and 7. That's nuts. <laughs> yeah. So, no, he isn't a starter, though... Nobody is, right? Um, technically, so yes, he is a starter. Yeah. Um, so he greatly exceeds the right winning percentage. So he is the starting quality player. But yeah, um, it's just he set such a high standard for himself, and Harden set such a high standard that players are struggling to meet it now. That's nuts. Yeah. Mm. Wiggins. Wiggins is the one. What do you think? I wouldn't. I think he'd barely be an injury reserve, based that, on the stats. That is too far down. So, definitely not a starter. No question, not a starter. Right. Some of his numbers are a little bit low for reserve too, but factoring in the winning? Yeah. The winning, okay, yeah. Factoring in the winning, <coughs> yeah, I think injury reserve is reasonable. Yeah. Not I mean, happy about he's, it. He's only averaging like 17 a game or something, right? Or 18. Yeah. So that's no, it's, it's a little bit higher. I think oh, it's 19 it? or 20. But, oh, okay. Um. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, he's in. But yeah. at this winning percentage, it's not super uncommon to see three All-Stars. It's not common either, though. You don't see it a lot. Mm. Though the precedent for it is set by the Warriors themselves. Right. And also set by Draymond Green himself. Yeah. So despite low numbers, I think Draymond Green's in as well. He is consistently the exception to the rule. Yes, he is the exception to the rule, though he has now set his own precedent for yeah. this uh, own thing. So yeah, he's in. Because he has been in in the past, right? He, he is himself the rule. has said it. Yes. Yeah, he's only, he's like averaging seven, seven, and seven or something. Yeah, isn't he? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is kind of hilarious. But <laughs> like, I, obviously, numbers are nowhere near. But he set his own precedent. Yeah. Right. I at least think he scored double digits in some last All Star selections. Right. I think he yeah. Got, yeah, yeah, he got over ten a couple times. But you know, he's still crucial to that team. Yeah. Look, if. The West kind of has a shortage of All-Stars this year. Yeah. Especially in the front court. So We have noticed that with the actual selections. With Draymond is kind of a lack of a better option. Yeah. <laughs> kind of pick. But yeah. Um, I would have had Draymond over Wiggins in the starting lineup, though. I will say that. That's huge. That's a big call. Mm. All right. Uh, the Grizz. Um, Jar's numbers are a touch low to be a starter. But like with Steph, it doesn't matter. I, I think that's literally unavoidable yeah. in this year. Um, so yes, he is there as a starter. His numbers are... Good enough to be a starter. Um, at this winning percentage, it's not crazy to see more than one all-star, though. Um, but usually, the second all-star needs to have at least solid numbers. Desmond Bain, Dylan Brooks, and Jaron Jackson Jr. have just low enough scoring numbers. And the fact yep. that they're all there yeah. also kind of hurts them. That's not within the stats, but that's just like... There's three guys all averaging like between 16 and 18. Right. If, any, if the other two weren't there... Maybe, maybe one, maybe of them, yeah. maybe one of them. If like you throw in an extra point as like probably an injury replacement, but yeah, no, none of them because they're all there and because their numbers aren't jumping off the page. Yeah. Um. Now at the Jazz, at their winning percentage, it's not crazy to see two, but they might honestly only deserve one considering their winning percentage. So where are they sitting at now? Let me check this. <laughs> This will be updated as well. Um, they are sitting. 
What am I looking at here? Where am I looking here? I read this <laughs> yesterday. Lost in the source from these. Lost in the stats. Uh, 75. Win 75. Wait, that's huge. No, that's not right. I was going to say. <laughs> Wait, 27 to 9? Are they 27 to 9? No, they can't be. No. What was that from? Let me look at this. Let me look this up. <laughs> Quick little standings check. I found a hole in the algorithm. Thirty and twenty-one. Where did I get twenty-seven and nine? Oh, that was last year. Oh, right. Makes. Yeah, no, I don't have this year um, written down. Right. Okay. Um, but yeah, they're thirty and twenty-one, which is like a sixty-something win percentage, or it's around a sixty win percentage. So yeah. it's not crazy to see two, but one is also fairly common at this range. Um, yeah, no, I've just realised I don't have this year's stuff written down. That's my all my stuff from last year. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just looked at. Um, so Mitchell's numbers line up quite well with the reserve. So I would say. If I had to pick between the two, it's Mitchell. Yeah. That deserves okay. a spot. Um, Go Bear? No. No. I'm saying no because their winning percentage doesn't jump off the page enough to justify two All-Stars unless the second All-Star is really jumping off the page with his numbers and right. his scoring is just too low. Right. So I would say no. I would say this then is, are the Warriors winning enough to definitely have three? No, they're also not. They're not yeah. like a lock for three either. <coughs> but so the yeah the rotating door in my mind is either Draymond or Gobert taking that sort of you know specialty player spot, if you will. Yeah, I guess in, so. in, in a way. Yeah. Though the Warriors' winning percentage is very high. It's thirty. They're thirty nine and thirteen, which top of my head is like seventy seven. Okay, well, that, I would say that is high enough for three. Yeah, it's it's not low. Like no. it's, <laughs> it's in it's in the two to four range, definitely. Yeah, the two. May, you can justify them only having two. Right. Um, so, yeah, Gobert, I would say no, but he's like, he's still up there, kind yeah. of no matter what. Yeah. Um, and again, because of a shortage, I mean, actual players might just get it anyway. Right. Um, now, the Nuggets, uh, Jokic deserves it. No one... Um, yeah, sorry, he's averaging 26, 14, and 8, um, compared to an average starter of 27, 8, and 5. But even if they had an 80 win percentage, Will Bart and Aaron Gordon would not deserve consideration. Yeah. Jokic is the only one, no question. Jokic is absolutely doing God's work in Denver right now. Yes. Uh, uh, does he still currently have the highest PER in league history? I've honestly started tuning it out because even I'm <laughs> sick of hearing it. <laughs> like, I love advanced stats, but I'm so sick of just reading the same advanced stats over and over. Right. Probably. I would say yes. Yeah, he's <laughs> having an absolutely nuts season. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so Aaron, uh, Will Barton's averaging like 15 points a game, which even with like an 80 win percentage just isn't there. No. Um, now the Mavs. Uh, considering nobody is worthy of a starting spot this year because the bar is so high, I would say Luka is deserving, just like of in that same range. Of a front court? Of a back court. Um, okay. Yeah, was deserving. So Steph, yeah. Jar, and Luka are <coughs> all deserving of it. Yep. Um, though he is an absolute lock for a reserve spot. Like absolutely no question. Yeah. Um, being like well above or just above average in everything except steals, right. um, which he's still averaging. Okay. Uh, pausing is, is having an all right year. Um, so if they had like a 70 win percentage, which is fairly high, yeah. but if they had a 70 win percentage, I would say, yeah, pausing is would be in. Oh, yeah, but ultimately, he just doesn't deserve it with their record and his slightly below average numbers. Um, the Wolves. The Wolves. An interesting case. Deserve one. Yeah. They do deserve one all star. Which one's a great question. 
Um, Cat has all the numbers and is above average in terms of scoring. Yeah. And Ant's numbers are just a touch low, actually. Yeah. Um, so particularly scoring and assists. So Towns, of the two, uh, Collins and Towns, yeah. definitely deserves a spot. Only one of them should get a spot. There's no way the Wolves get two. Okay. So Towns is the only one. Right. But uh, here's another advanced stat that I've seen going around, is that three-man lineup. Well, that, yeah, the three-man combo, like the best three-man combo in the league right now, I think, is uh, Russell, uh, Ant, and Towns. Mm. Yeah. And I think they also have the best five man with McDaniels and Vanderbilt or something like that. Interesting. I can see that. Yeah. yeah. In okay. terms of on off. Yeah. Yeah, which is nuts. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, if the uh, Wolves were good enough for two All Stars, then yeah, they would have two All Stars. Yeah. Both both definitely deserve it. So if they had like a 65 win percentage or like a 63 kind of win percentage, then yeah, I think it would also be in. But yeah. for now, it's just Cat. Yeah, I think that's the right pick. Um, now, despite a losing record for the Clippers, Paul George would make it if he played enough games. Right. Um, but the combination of those two things, losing a record, not enough games, not in. Do you think he'll actually get picked as a reserve and then injury replaced? I don't. Don't? You just think they'll leave him off entirely? Yeah, I just think the fact that, like, if he got injured recently, like, mm. and hadn't already missed a decent amount of time, then yeah, maybe. But yeah. Um, no, I don't think he does. Because he's been really, really good when he actually plays. But yeah, yeah, he's been great for them. But yeah. Um, now, the Lakers. Considering the Lake, considering their record, the Lakers only deserve one All Star. Um, Take a pick <laughs> because having one All Star and a losing record is essentially unheard of, unless both the starters like AD and Boogie once were. Right. Okay. Um, and it's LeBron, like yeah, no question in the world. It's um, not even close. Despite his games being on the lower end, like games played being on the lower end, um, twenty nine, seven, and six. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. So starter for LeBron there, no question, yeah. and no reserve. Um, AD. Um, so even if they were good, like AD still hasn't played enough games, no. so no, he wouldn't warrant a spot either. Um, who would be if I had to pick another All Star on the Lakers? Who would I pick? <laughs> <laughs> um, Malik Monk. Uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, they would have to be really, really, really good for Russell Westbrook to warrant a All Star spot. They'd have to be like they would. They'd have to be like seventy three and nine pace, or like <laughs> seventy four and eight pace. I don't know that much. I look it, in Russell, my eyes. They uh, yeah, would have I, to mean, be. I, I've watched Russ play. Yeah. I don't love what I'm seeing, but I, his numbers are good enough as to where if they were a good team, he might get it. Wow. Well, yeah. But they currently have a losing record, so no. No, not happening. Um, the Blazers, they're bad and they don't deserve an All Star. Not one. Not one. Dame's missed a lot of time. Too. Yeah. Um. Yeah, if if Dame's numbers were crazier than they currently are and he hadn't missed time, maybe. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, his numbers aren't crazy. He's missed a lot of time. If they had like a 65 win percentage, maybe CJ gets in. Right. Maybe. But even then, his numbers are a little bit low. Yeah. So it's kind of hard to say if anyone, like Norman Powell's having an all right year, Yusuf Nurk's having an all right year, but neither of them uh, deserve any credit either, even if they were a very good team. Yeah. Credit to them for not being like the 15th seed in the West right now. Yeah. That's kind of huge for them. <laughs> <laughs> um, now the Spurs. Uh, DeJounte's points are a little bit low, but his rebounds, assists, and steals are all really, really, That's really high. Be crushing it. Um, I would border on saying he does deserve a spot, but because of their record, I think he would need slightly higher scoring numbers right. to actually get the spot. Might be like an injury reserve guy. I think he is first injury replacement. Yeah. Like, it, definitely first up injury replacement. He's been not unreal. quite there. Yeah. Yeah, what's he actually averaging? He's averaging like 28 and 8 or something like that. 21, 8 and 8. Yeah, something like that. Or scoring might be a touch lower. Okay, yeah. But the assists and rebounds and the steals, obviously. He's an awesome player to watch. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's sick. All right. Still think the 
The Sixers should trade him for Ben Simmons, but anyway. Yeah. All right. Uh, the Pelicans. Uh, Ingram is having a good year and would deserve it if they were decent, but his numbers just don't d- jump off the page enough considering their record. Right. Like, they're a bad team, and his numbers are just average for an all-star. If they were a good team, yeah, he's an all-star, but yeah. not with their record, not a chance. Um, and the exact same thing for De'Aaron Fox. Yeah. If the Kings were good, yeah, but he's not. But they're not good, so no. Yeah. <laughs> simple <laughs> as that. really that simple. Um, the Rockets, Christian Wood. Is he actually having a good year? He's having an okay year. Yeah. Um, I think he's leading the team in scoring. Yeah. If they were, again, if they were really good, maybe. Right. <laughs> like if they were a top three kind of seed. Yeah. Maybe, but no. 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 Do you know I think Eric Gordon is second on that team in scoring right now? That doesn't surprise me, actually. He, that surprised me immensely, seeing as I forgot about him for three years. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's averaging like 15 a game or something. <laughs> so, shout out Eric Gordon. Yeah. Um, and then for the Thunder, Shea is the same as Fox. If they were good, yeah, but yeah. they're not good, so no. Have we? Did we even get enough to make an all-star team for the West? Barely. Barely? We have the exact right amount. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> is that it? Wait, is that including... No, that's not including DeJounte. That is not including DeJounte. Okay, so right. we have one extra. We yeah. have <laughs> DeJounte is a snub. He misses out. But everyone else is just right. Yeah. Yes. I think Ingram would be my second injury replacement. And then maybe Shea. Okay. Yeah. Yeah? In my mind. I think. Yeah? Or, uh, well, Gobert might jump to the front of the line if he's not in. All right. Uh, let's go through right, let's um, what the actual All-Star teams do look like. So for the East, the starters are correct. What the fans picked, what everyone picked, is correct. Yep. DeRozan, Young, Giannis, KD, and Embiid. You can swap out Trey Young for Harden if you really want. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. As for the so for the guards, Harden and Levine are your two guards. Yep. The only forward lock is actually Tatum. Right. The wild cards are hard though. Yeah. Because it's two of Lamelo, Fred VanVleet, and Garland. Really. You can't have all three. Wait, how many? Wait. You get two back courts and then two wild cards and then three front courts. So who's the rest of our front courts? We'll get there, but oh, okay. for our guards, LaMelo, Fred, Van Vliet, Garland, one of them has oh. to miss out. Garland's definitely in for me. The winning is too high. They need one. But then we need another forward. So Jared Allen gets in and Garland doesn't because we just don't have another forward for them. So And then your last forward spot is either Tobias Harris or Chris Middleton. Wait, wait, wait. You're shooing Jared Allen in. I am saying Jared Allen gets in because there's just not enough forwards. It oh. two of Jared Allen, twice Harris, Chris Middleton get in, and Jared Allen is my pick of those guys. Um, of those three, of those three, because of their winning percentage, it it's like on the box winning more games and the sixes. I'm shooting. Gar- I'm putting Garland out. I'm taking Garland oh, out. Only no one of the Cavs can make it in. Um, so okay. in order just to make the rosters work, I think it has to be Jared Allen. Garland deserves it more, but because of just the rosters, just wow. because of how they're designed, I'd say Jared Allen. Um, one of Chris Middleton, Tobias Harris. Chris Middleton's my pick um, of the two, but um, yeah, Jalen Brown would also maybe make sense, but even him, I'm not picking. No. So my wild cards are Fred VanVleet and Lamelo. Darius Garland doesn't make it. And you left Darius Garland off. He's been unreal. I have, I have to keep <laughs> him on, and I'll take Lamelo as my other guard. Okay, so Fred VanVleet comes off. Yeah. Who are our forwards then? Um, you can't have Garland. You can't have Garland and. Allen. Why not? They j- the Cavs just aren't good enough. Well, then I'm taking Middleton and... Uh, and Harris? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. I don't think... In my mind... You know, we've, we've done your study, so I'll leave the study side to you. Mm-hmm. But in my mind, Allen's not 
even kind of close. He's like a fringe injury replacement. Yeah. To me, he's been really good, but Garland's absolutely the motor that makes that Cavs team run. I have heard that they may be dropping the backcourt, frontcourt. I think they should. I think I hope they do. Yeah. I do think they should because that I means think Garland does get to make it. Yeah, and I think Freddie should make it over yes. Harris. Yes. So definitely. Uh, but yeah, that is <laughs> those are the picks, even if they are a touch controversial. Right. Um, out west, it's a little bit tougher because Wiggins is not a starter. So I'm cheating a little bit. I'm saying Luke is a front court player. He's played two percent of his minutes at small forward, so right. he's a front court player for me. Okay. <laughs> so your starters are Steph, Jar, Luca, LeBron, and Jokic. Um, and then the bench, the guards are CP3 and Book. The forwards are Wiggins, Draymond, and Towns. And the wild cards are Mitchell, and for the lack of a better option, also Gobert. Yeah. Um, if you really want to keep Wiggins in as a starter, um, you make Gobert one of your front court players, and then uh, you move Luca to one of your guards and then CP3 or Book is your wild card. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's those guys. In whatever order, it's those 12 guys. Yeah. I and, think that's and then DeJounte Murray is your first injury replacement. The West just doesn't have all-stars this year. Yeah. No, I think... Which is so weird. I know, right? Like, you know, we, we were both shocked when Wiggins made the actual starting mm. team. And then we went sort of went through the list and Towns was... Did we both agree on Towns who should have deserved the starting spot? I don't remember talking about it, but yeah, I would pick Towns. Yeah, um, I would have picked Towns as well. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, it's very strange how there's sort of because like those three those three fringe guys we talked about in Ingram, Fox, and Shea mm. are just sort of like, yeah, I don't think they really deserve no. to be there. <laughs> but they are our closest things to snubs, other than Dejounte Murray, who is the actual only snub. He's the actual only snub. For um, and if you really hate Gobert, then yeah, I guess you could put Dejounte Murray in as another one. Right, I don't blame you. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not a Gobert guy either. But, um, no, I think Gobert does make it over Dejounte Murray. Yeah. There. So those are those are the picks. Those are who the All Stars will be. Well, let's find out how wrong I am tomorrow. Right. I guess as of when this episode comes I out, I can see a world where Mitchell misses out this year. I could also see that the players weren't huge on him. He yeah. was ninth in player voting, I think. Oh wow. He was behind Shea, De'Aaron Fox, and Dejounte Murray. I think. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. So that's very low and. Mm. Well, it is up to the coaches now. It is up to the coaches, and um, I think the coaches do respect the Jazz. Show a bit more respect to the Jazz especially, but also to Mitchell. But mm. he's missed a fair chunk of games as well. I also think he's injured at the moment. I might be wrong about that. Yeah, I'm not sure either. Yeah. Um, yeah, there you go. Well, let's. Yeah, we'll find out tomorrow and maybe post a little update. Right. So who are your all-star picks? These are mine. Just take out Jared Allen and put Garland in um, and then somehow make that work. But yeah. For mine, yeah, out west, I think that I think those are the guys for me as well. The twelve guys, the yeah. twelve guys. I think they are. The I think they're guys. just sort of the guys. Um, out of my personal favorites, I'd take Gobert out and put Dejounte in. Yeah, I would not be opposed to that either. Yeah, um, I, yeah. Also, I did a. I was t- definitely talking to you about this. I did a one eighty on Wiggins. I'm happy he's there as a starter. I'm not. Yeah. Mm. I can I came around to it. That he's, that he's a starter over Cat is <laughs> hilarious to me and I approve it entirely. Oh. And the fact that it was Wiggins dunking on Cat twice in that game that sort of revved him up for the rest of the season <laughs> to make him an all-star starter. Chef's kiss. I just can't buy into Wiggins. I never will. I don't care if he wins an MVP award. I'm not buying into Wiggins. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair enough. He didn't show us a lot for five years or something. Four I'm years. Sure, there's been more than that. No, I, I swear he's in like his eighth year now. <laughs> That's twenty. Well, twenty fourteen draft. That's six years, right? It's twenty twenty two, dude. Oh, that's eight years, <laughs> bro. It's twenty twenty two. Well, that's eight. Let me years. actually check. Is he in his seventh or eighth year? I think he's in his eighth year. That's nuts. 
Well, he had two. He had two good Wolves years, right? Three, four, five, six. Yeah, this is his eighth year. Wow. Um. Yeah, no, he was good with the Wolves as like a scorer, but well, they also weren't winning. He wasn't good with the Wolves the whole time. No, no, he yeah. was good for two years. You're right. He yeah. had an 18 point per game season, then he had 20 point per game season. That was him, Levine, and Towns all kind of going at it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, I don't like it. I would have picked Draymond <laughs> over him. Draymond, yeah, I w- could have seen that too. But See, I can also justify Draymond being in as a starter instead of a reserve just because right. there's more precedent of that as yeah. well. <laughs> Has he ever started one? I think so. I think he did, did he start, start one. Year. I don't think he started one. Did You're he? sure? Well, KD was out there. And no, I think pre-KD. Who was out there when he was... Or pre-KD? Pre-KD, I think it was... Might be right. AD would have been starting. Cousins maybe would have been starting. Oh, maybe he didn't start. But yeah, it would have been KD, Cousins, and... I don't uh, remember. KD, AD. And then... Yeah. It might have been Draymond over I'd Cousins one. Year. I don't remember him starting. Because I'm trying to think who else was in the West at that point. Oh, Blake Griffin, maybe. I don't know if he made any All-Star games while the Warriors were... Running the league. 14-15 kind of, and 15. Did he get one then? Oh, that's too far away to remember. Yeah, 14-15 and 15-16. He surely you would have made one. That was that was also peak Clippers. 15? No, that was end of Clippers. 14-15. Because Chris Paul was on the Rockets two years later. Hmm. That was the 16... 16-17 That was the 16 Chris conference Rockets. finals. Chris Paul's on the Rockets. 16-17, right? Or 15-16? Oh, it was 16-17, I'm pretty sure. Or was it 15-16? Oh, yeah. It might have been 15-16 because a lot of people were saying that the Rockets would have been the ones to upset the Warriors. That was the actual finals. And then the Warriors actually ended up steamrolling the Cavs. Well, no. 15-16 oh, no, was, no, the, that was, was the, the comeback. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't remember what you Okay, mean. no. Chris Paul was 16-17. Yeah. Yep. So, 15-16 was the end of the Clippers. 14-15, they were still good. Yeah. Didn't they lose? I think they lost the 3-1. In like they they blew a three one lead in that year. Oh, to the Rockets. To that, s- that year. Yeah. To Josh Smith hitting threes. Maybe. Yeah, that might have been that year. Okay. That's a tough way to go out. <laughs> but yeah, I Blake Griffin probably started an All Star game around then because even if the Clippers weren't good, Blake Griffin was still good then. I'm gonna doubt, but okay. We'll I mean, <laughs> you know, is, we digress. This <laughs> is before the data even started. The data started in 2016-17, anyway. Right. Um, but yeah, uh, that is it. That is our first episode back in a little while. Yeah. Um, hopefully we get to see... Hopefully I'm right with most of these All-Stars, except I hope mm. I'm wrong with Garland. Right. Um, I don't know how that's going to work. I really do hope they drop the backcourt, frontcourt, yeah. wildcard thing and just let it be best players. Yeah. No, I agree entirely. Mm. All right. But if you have enjoyed this episode, please leave us a like on YouTube. Check us out on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Leave us a five-star or any review. You can actually leave proper ratings on Spotify now, which I don't think oh, you could okay. before. I don't think you could either, yeah. Yeah, so give us a five-star rating on Spotify if you yeah. haven't already. I Let's think go. we have one review on Apple Podcasts, maybe. Shout out you. <laughs> uh, up? Yeah. Uh, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. It's that underscore stuffers. Other than that, thanks for listening, and hopefully we'll be back again later this week. Later this week. Let's hopefully. Go. Double episode week. <laughs> Alright. Shout out uh, Joe Ingalls. Get healthy soon. Yes. Yeah, much love. Peace.